Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The book of the apocalypse. Right? Revelation, our first reading today. The revelation of Jesus Christ to his servant John. This is a book that is for some a daunting peek into the realm of eternal glory. Much of the challenge surrounding this book in the New Testament is how different it seems or appears compared to uh, the other Gospels and letters in which uh, the book of Revelation is both a Gospel and not quite a a letter and yet not quite a, a letter in its sense that we have come to know them. The book of Revelation is not a gospel in its strictest sense of being an account of Christ's earthly ministry, but it is a biography of Christ's kingship in heaven. The book of Revelation is not a letter as we have come to know them over the course of reading such things as Paul or even St. John's earlier work. However, we do well to describe the book of Revelation as a letter about when Jesus Christ sent his angel who bore witness to the word of God and the testimony of himself to John. That's the opening of the book of Revelation. So what we have today concerning the book of Revelation to St. John of Jesus Christ is something that we truly can relate to, and yet at the same time it is something that is far from our full comprehension. I like to think of the book of Revelation as a sneak peek as to what is to come. A preview into the mystery of ultimate glory. So, as we visit upon these words of Revelation, I would have you make yourself like a child. A listening child. A child of God. For yes, the city of God in heaven is fenced in. And it is shrouded in mystery. But this book is given that we dear children of God might look through its cracks, look through the cracks of that fence and see for ourselves what beauty is beyond the pale of this world and what joy is patiently waiting for your arrival. So dear children, today is our observation of All Saints Day. And we are allowed to be sorrowful today, but we are also forbidden to only mourn the loss of those who died in Christ. Instead, we are invited to rejoice in the unfailing mercies of God and his love for creation by giving thanks that Jesus was sent, sent to conquer death with his death, to give thanks that Satan has no response No response to Jesus' resurrection from the dead. It can't be undone. For Jesus himself has said, it is finished. So this day we give thanks. We give thanks that since Jesus lives, we who die in allegiance to Jesus do also receive a resurrection like his. Our resurrection is as eternal as his is. Our resurrection is as full of God's grace as Jesus is the giver of grace and every good gift. Our resurrection is certain and even now is in our possession since it was willed to us 
by Jesus himself. Our resurrection is the seal of God's unending approval of the faith that he has delivered into your heart. So, you, dear children of God, are securely grafted into the book of life. And knowing this, I want you to direct your attention to the remainder of these words and to see within them the magnitude of your salvation. Here again, these words of Revelation. Behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. If it sounds familiar to you, you're right. Clearly, this, what is depicted here is another triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Only this time, we share in the triumph of Jesus. And this time, it's the new Jerusalem of heaven itself. The familiar scene of a great crowd whose hosannas cry out to Jesus with palm branches, waving as he rides towards the sunset of Calvary's crucifixion, fades forward to this glorious scene where all is now accomplished. His death is now the resurrection story, and his ascension into heaven is now the victory parade in the city of God. And what do we hear along this parade route? Let's begin with what we don't hear. No cry is heard of anguish. No cry is heard of sorrow. No cry of Hosanna is within earshot. Only a great multitude of believers draped in white garments behold the Savior with praise and adoration. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And they are crying out with a loud voice. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. What a word. What a cry. So right now, right now those eternal words ring throughout heaven from the lips of your and my loved ones who have died in the faith. Right now is their anguish quenched, their sorrow cured, and Hosanna's answered as they behold the very Lamb of God, Jesus himself. Jesus now sits in judgment upon his throne with salvation in hand for you. Jesus now dictates with kingly authority that where there is repentance, there is forgiveness also. Forgiveness of sins. And as we have learned it, and as the words may sound familiar to you, where there is the forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. This is the magnitude of your salvation. That for you, Jesus has won the victory over sin, your death, and hell itself. 
that for you heaven's fence has also a narrow gate by which Jesus has led others and is now leading you through. This is the magnitude of your salvation, that for you Jesus has done everything. Among the creatures, among the company of heaven, there is a liturgy which adorns the threshold of glory's gate. As the great innumerable multitude enter the city of God, their mouths are open with their own cry, their own response to the Lord with a voice. We heard it before. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, to which all the angels... All the elders and the four living creatures prostrate themselves before the king, fallen upon their faces in reverent respect before the throne of Jesus. They, with the great multitude, worship God with their own response. Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. The text concludes that all of heaven serve Jesus day and night, day and night, and he shelters them with his presence. And by the presence of Jesus, they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat, for the Lamb the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Have you made yourself a child yet? To hear these words of Jesus, to know of his heaven and your full salvation. Have you made yourself a child yet? To believe without question the fantastic realities of glory and restored righteousness? Have you made yourself a child yet to live dependently upon Jesus? Jesus to his disciples said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Listen. This is the magnitude of of your salvation, that to be with Jesus is to have no need, that to serve Jesus is no bondage to sin, but a freedom to righteousness. Indeed, Jesus has made you his child by the gospel, and he has also said, let the little children come to me. And so you have, and so here you are. Jesus in the midst of heaven's throne. And here, here he shares heaven's wonder with us in word and sacrament. He has instituted his presence to be with us here while we wait for him to gather us into that victorious parade route. Before our eyes here is the presence of Jesus upon the throne in his altar. It is as he said, this bread is my body. This wine is my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Before your eyes here is also that baptismal font. 
an earthly vessel touched by the word of our triune God, to be our cleansing bath that buries us dead in the tomb of Jesus, and also for us is the gift of Christ's resurrection from that tomb, from the dead, from all sins. Before us here is the living God, whose voice is the living word, able to bring about our confession of sins, and joyfully able to forgive us all of our sins. And so he does. That is the message of All Saints Day. That as it is for the faithfully departed, before you hear and what awaits for you in heaven is Jesus. Amen.